Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together. Basically all the things together. And somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. So we're going deep. This podcast is going to connect you with the woman who's been to rock bottom through the exact same thing that scares you the most. We'll address the fears that are keeping you stuck, the heartbreak you've never healed from, the broke ass months. Oh, I remember those. We're giving you all the resources you need to shift your life and business to rise so that you can finally start living a life you're wild about. So welcome to this space, a space to listen to those hard truths and learn from them. A space to connect with women who aren't pretending to have it all figured out. This is a space for women to finally understand and celebrate that rock bottom is often the very place to rise. So go ahead and fill your cup with coffee or wine and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast. Today, we are interviewing Lori Harder, and we love Lori. We just met two and a half years ago now in Costa Rica, and she has been such an inspiration. Lori, you've been such an inspiration for both Robin and I following along on your journey, your podcast, Earn Your Happy, when you launch your book, A Tribe Called Bliss. We just love you and your realness. And we are so stoked to have you here with us today. Oh my God. I am so excited to be here. I feel like we get a little bit of the Costa Rica magic back. Super thrilled that you guys are starting a podcast because I just feel like we had some amazing conversations. Well, Lori, I don't even know if you remember this conversation, but we had sitting around the Harmony House one day at lunchtime. It was like you, Linz, Kath, Katie, Zoe, Sammy. That was literally the inspiration for this podcast when we were just there each giving and sharing and holding space for each other. Right in that moment, I was like, oh, these are real women who've been through real things and they're willing to share it. And all of a sudden in that instant, I didn't feel so alone anymore. And I was like, this is what I want other women to feel. Honestly, that was one of my favorite days. I remember looking around and there was like women and babies and juice. And I was like, does it get better than this? And breast milk. (laughs) Yeah, that was all my breast milk. Just so you know, it was all over yeah, the place. It was not mine. Honestly, <laughs> I was in the thick of new motherhood in the time. So my experience and memories of the trip are kind of foggy. But that day and that moment and that circle of women, I will never forget that feeling. And the one thing that was there, this vulnerability and level of safety that we all just felt. And I have goosebumps like all over me as I say this but like things that we would never tell anyone else. It was like this little bubble of everything that you are belongs here and you can say anything and we all get it and we love you. I can literally take myself back to that day in that moment and like feel that love in my body, which is pretty amazing. 
Oh, I love it. And so this is such an interesting topic because it's like, I had just met you. And yet what is the thing that creates that safe space? You know, it's, that's the thing that I love to even dive into because it's so interesting to me. I felt so busy at that time. Like I was so in my world of busyness, which I know we can all get into where you're like, it's just the season of busy. I was writing, I believe I was writing my book. I'm almost positive at that time. And and it just felt like so much going on. And my soul started like stirring. It was like, you need to go connect with women because you are like isolating yourself and you're writing this book all about tribe. And it was like, my heart started to ache. And so it ended up being the most magical trip because I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. Like there was zero expectations. I just knew I needed to be around women. And that ended up being magical and then meeting everyone and just surrendering. Like if your soul is telling you to do something, you should go and do it. Because even if it's not exactly what you expect or it doesn't turn out how you want, it's the lesson that you needed. A hundred percent. And Lori, I'd love to just dive into the topic of holding expectations with you because right before we hit record on this, one of my, I was saying one of my favorite things about you is your ability to just not care and to trust and to just to show up fully as yourself every single day. And if you guys aren't following Lori on Instagram, you need to, and you need to watch her stories every day because they're just effing hilarious. For any of our listeners who are like, man, I wish I could show up like that. I wish I could let go of expectations and surrender to the outcomes. And how do you, or how have you trained yourself to just not have expectations? Because you do a lot of big things. This is obviously a practice. I think as humans, we are like programmed to have expectations. It's honestly what keeps us excited as well is like picturing the future. And whenever we picture something or we visualize something or we set a goal, I mean, you have to have some expectations, but there's like this desire and visualization of it, but without like a grasping and with leaving room for magic. So that's kind of what I think about when I'm, when I know that I have a big speaking event coming up, or when I know I have an event coming up every time that I've tried to fill it with, you know, exactly what I want or a schedule or an agenda, or I think about that dinner or that dinner party that I want to have plan something here and there, but let it be loose. Because when you cram things in, when you pack things in, when you think of every single moment and how things should go, you actually block out the magic. So this is now a belief that I hold that has been so powerful is to leave room for the magic, leave room for the miracle. That means that I'm going to let go. I'm just going to show up and know that there will be a miracle there. And it's either going to come in the form of something that I've been wanting, or it's going to come in the form of a lesson. And when you believe that a miracle can also be a lesson, it just really changes your entire life because sometimes it's like you get like a spiritual smackdown and you're like, wow, this is not what I expected at all. But what we don't realize is that we have to have those life lessons in order to grow and in order to get the strength and the backbone that you need. And I'm definitely going to say backbone that you need to fulfill your dreams or to be the CEO that you want or to start the business or to be able to handle the critics or whatever that looks like. So I think that that is how I now look at expectations is, you know, leaving room for the magic and also knowing that sometimes the magic is a lesson that you wouldn't necessarily ever serve yourself. And a lot of times those lessons come in the form of people and people that maybe we wouldn't expect as well. And that is also a beautiful gift too. I think our best lessons are learned through the people that we love the most. And it's often in ways that we would never, ever, ever wish upon our worst enemy. But if it wasn't those, (laughs) if it wasn't those people who were closest to us, sometimes giving us our biggest lessons, we would never get them. Like if it was a total stranger or someone we didn't care about, it's not a lesson that you would ever get because you'd be like, whatever, block, delete. Like when we can't block and delete our mom, she's going to be our biggest teacher. So it's hard to talk about expectations without talking about everything in life, because truly I believe that we have expectations around everything that we do. 100%. And what you said there just really, I've never thought of it that way before. Like I've thought of how my spiritual smackdowns serve me and the parts I'm grateful for, but I've never thought of it in terms of being like leaving room for magic. And sometimes that magic does come in the lesson in that form of the spiritual smackdown. Mm. 
Yeah, no fun. Yeah, no, <laughs> no fun. And obviously here in the Spiritual Smackdown, we are really wanting to go behind that lens of, you know, the what's not on Instagram, those perfect moments. Can you share with us, you know, one of those bigger lessons for you, like part of your Smackdown or one of your Smackdowns? Oh my God, I'm in them all the time. I'm literally in some right now. And and I think that's why I love having a podcast, you guys. And I know that you are just going to like drop into this so much is Instagram is a beautiful place for people to be attracted to you. And while I think that some people do have it down where they can be really raw and real on it, and that's just, that's the modality in which they are speaking to their community in their most authentic form. For me, Instagram is like, yes, I'm going to show up authentic there, but I can't contextually give you everything that I want to share with you there. It's not my favorite form of sharing is like just writing pieces or stories. For me, I'm like long form, if you can't tell already, because I express best basically in this form. So I think that as far as lessons, it's nice to be able to like talk about what I'm going through on the podcast and be fully in the lesson there. And a lot of times I'm in it with you. So long story short, yes, I get the lessons all the time and I get a space to talk about them there. But something that I'm really in, if we're going to just say present tense right now, is the more that your business grows and, you know, whether this was network marketing or whether this is, you know, our masterminds or events, the more personalities you work with. And a lot of times your light draws everyone. And sometimes also we have darkness that we don't realize is we're attracting certain people and certain lessons that we need as well to grow. With that said, a lesson that I'm in right now is boundaries in my business because I have found that, you know, when you are in this type of business or coaching or masterminding or things like that, people will, number one, think that you are their friend because you do show up that way, but you are also running a business. So people will always try to get more of your time or be messaging you and want something more from you, or they will want refunds when they have signed contracts, or they will decide that something wasn't for them even after they got it and they loved it. There's a lot of different things like that where this is an everyday occurrence in this type of business. And I want people to understand that they need to decide what their boundaries are, decide what their contracts are and get so rock solid in that and then stick to them no matter what. And of course there will always be, you know, different exceptions, but I just think it's something that's so vital is deciding where you're going to stand and like knowing that your solid no and like, your firm contract and whatever that looks like in your business, people will challenge you because they know you're a nice person, especially if you are in a spiritual business, they will challenge you. They will challenge your character. They will say things to you that they will know will like hit you right where it really, really hurts. And you will still have to stand up and know that no matter what they say to your community or to other people, like if you're firm in what you believe and sticking to your word and your contracts, then that's what you decide and everything else will figure itself out. So that's, that's something that I'm in right now that actually I'm on the other side of it. So I feel really, really good about it. But I know that that's also a lesson that I'm here to tell people just even right now, like this month is know your boundaries, know your contracts, stick with it no matter what, and then be at peace with it. Like what, however peace looks to you, whether that's a lot of prayer, whether that's a lot of walks, whether that's a lot of knowing that you're not for everyone and not everyone's going to like you and that you're actually a part of their bigger lesson in life when they are going through that with you. So it's like, we're all playing a role in, in each other's lives. We're all in contract with each other, except sometimes your contract is to be the person they don't like. And that's what we forget. Like that's a contract. You are now that person for someone that maybe they don't like, or they don't like how something, sh how you showed up or that they said yes to something. And now you're holding them to it. So you might be the first lesson of a person who's holding them to something in their life. So I don't know. It's so interesting because it, it's such a fun rabbit hole to go down. Mm, I've never thought of it that way. And it's so interesting. Obviously, Jack and I, as 
business owners and leaders and coaches have experienced this ourselves with different people and personalities. And every single time that we come up against it, my ego just gets destroyed. You know, like, how could you not like this? Like, did we do something wrong? And I would say this is the biggest challenge for me is like beating myself up. You know, I then go through this list of like, did we do something wrong? Is our program shit? Did we not write that out clearly? Is our contract clear? And I'm always like, Jack, what do we do? You know, but having this image of like, no, actually that person needs to learn this too. And I loved when you said we get to teach them then what it is like. And I do this with my three-year-old all the time. Like, nope, you said that I'm holding you to that. And, but I do think that that is such a cool perspective is like, no, we get to teach people their own limitations, like the power of saying yes, almost, and what that really looks like in the real world. Mm -hmm. Right. And I I don't know if it's just in, I hate to categorize females, but I feel like, especially we were raised like, you know, to make people happy. And if someone's upset with us, a lot of us, many from what I, from the women that I've talked to, we are like, we want to make peace. We're peacekeepers. Sometimes that's the least peaceful feeling in the entire world. But if you truly, if we go up 30,000 feet and look at ultimate peace, you standing firm in your word is actually going to be the blanket that's going to be the thing that is the ultimate level of peace. Like what can happen is sometimes we can think we're making peace, but it's really just peace for that moment. And you've created a bigger disaster on the other side. So we have to think like really long-term because if we go against our word once, you better believe you just sent out a flock of doves to the universe that says you're not going to honor your word. And now a million people are going to get that message and they're all going to start coming back to you. So it's the most bizarre thing. It's like when you stand firm in your beliefs, one or two really challenging times, I do believe it decreases the amount of people and things that are going to come your way because you got the lesson. The universe is going to give you the lesson all of the time until you actually get the lesson. And then you get to move on to a new one. So it's really up to us, like how many times we want to be in that. Oh man. Yep. Totally. And I, I love that visual again. I'm just like sending out that flock of doves. What is it going to be? What's your experience going to be every single time this shows up for you? Setting that clear expectation from the beginning, like, Hey universe, you know, like I see you, I feel you. I understand this lesson. This is what I want this to look like for me. And that's that practice of boundaries. Actually, I don't want to be the chick that gets walked all over in my business. I don't want to be the chick whose ego gets drowned every time someone says they don't like something. And I just I think that's like such a powerful gift for all of our listeners, too, is that you get to choose who you are and how you show up. And what's that decision going to be? Who do you want to be? The chick who gets walked all over or the woman who like, I don't know about you guys, but like whenever I see a woman who stands firm in her power and who respects her own boundaries and can say no confidently and understands the amount of worth that she's putting out into the world. I'm like, damn. Yeah. That's permission, right? Like that's permission for you to do the same because you, you're you like, thank you. Like when I see that, I'm like, give me a piece of that because that feels good to me. Like that feels like truth. There's one thing I just want to add to that because Chris and I had this conversation when some stuff was coming in around some of our contracts that we had in place. And we went for a really long walk and we were like, what are we going to, you know, how are we going to answer this person who's asking for X? And I was like, this is not the first, or this isn't the first person and it's not the last person. So we have to get really clear. Number one, from even from like a lawsuit standpoint, like if your stuff is written down, you need to stick to your word because if you go back and start infringing upon that, like you can be in huge trouble with all the people who have also signed and agreed to all this other stuff. So you need to stick to your word if it is written out, like you have to decide. And then number two, we said, are there any exceptions to this? So this is something I I actually just did a podcast on this because it was so like on my heart about you need to decide what you're going to do in all of these situations in business and in life and in friendship and in marriage. And then once you are so firm on what you want to do, you have to decide if there are any exceptions and write down any and all exceptions. And there shouldn't be a lot. There should just be like an extreme cases. Like maybe, you know, we can talk about this if 
you have someone in your immediate family who's terminally ill or whatever that looks like, or, you know, this, this happens, or you lose this person who's in your immediate family or whatever, you have to decide what those exceptions are. So when the time comes to make a decision, if it passes the first one, but doesn't, you know, maybe pass the second one, cause there is an exception, you know what to do. If it doesn't pass either, you know, you need to say no. So it's so much faster because we get stuck in indecision every day. And if we could just make faster decisions, our life would be so much smoother. We wouldn't be in turmoil from moment to moment. We would have so much more peace of mind because we'd be clear on who we are instead of these back and forth indecision. It's so much pain to be an indecision that it's like, just make a choice and move on. Oh my God. We were just talking about this this morning. Again, the pain of indecision and not being clear. And I just wanted to put this into perspective also, because one of the things we talk a lot about on our platform is that idea of having roots and wings, freedom and structure and foundation. And this is exactly one of those moments where you're like, we don't have tight contracts. We're like loose. It's a freedom environment. Like, no, we're like free spirits and, and everything's good until it's not, you know? And sometimes outlining that structure, having that clarity, having a routine or a strict contract that you abide by or whatever that foundation is, gives you more freedom, right? Because then when all of these people come flocking to you who are like, I didn't like that, or I can't make it to that retreat or that training, like the recording didn't work for me. You're like, well, let's come together and look at this clear outline, these clear guidelines that we have put on paper and we both agreed to. And oh, here it is clearly written out for everybody. And then all of a sudden you both have freedom. It's not something that gets dragged out. It's not something that causes people to lose sleep at night. It's not something that like weighs on your heart for centuries and into the next lifetime because it's there. It's clear. And you get to stand in that place. You have no idea how much I love that. And historically, there's so much proof around freedom really does come from structure. Like even if you are creating something, a building or creating a picture, like you can't really create something beautiful and focus on exactly what you want to put out in the world. If you don't have a frame or you don't know the limitations or you don't actually know what size home you're building so you can really focus on the inside and the design, like things could trickle out and go on forever and you'll leak all your energy. This is like so much like when, um, you know, Chris and I ballroom danced for like four years. And what they would always refer back to is for the woman to feel the most supported and have the most freedom. Notice I said freedom in her spins and in everything that she wants to do and feel super supported. She needs a super strong frame, except the frame of a man in order to be strong in the right type of frame for the woman to have the freedom to be able to go and do whatever she wants within this hold, his arms are so firm and you know exactly where they're going to be, but they're not actually holding her. They're literally touching her back like the lightest tap of fingertips, except the frame in which she's in is so firm and powerful that she knows that she can spin, she can turn, she can move, she can do whatever she wants within this frame that's actually just holding her by the fingertips, but the frame isn't moving. And I just thought that that was so amazing that the stronger his frame was, the more it's like this super soft yet strong hold where you know it's there, it's not moving, but you can also move about it completely freely. And without that, we would like lose our footing. So I always thought that was really such a unique way to look at life is we need that framework and it's there and it's super powerful and we can, you know, move in it freely and it actually makes us better. Okay. Pop quiz. What else does that frame, that like solid frame give the woman? Hmm. Freedom and? Oh, roots, right? <laughs> roots and confidence. Oh, confidence. Like when you yes. know that For foundation sure. is there and you can depend on it. And you've seen Chris do his sit up. So you're like, yep, I know that foundation <laughs> is strong. All of a sudden you're like, okay, I can confidently move and trial and test all of these different poses and positions and spins and twirls and whatever that translates to in your real life off the dance floor, because you know that your foundation is so solid that everything else is safe. 
Yes. Oh my God. And that is, so contracts give confidence, knowing what your boundaries are, knowing who you are, knowing what you will and won't stand for gives you confidence. I love that you said that. And I know that we don't know what we will or won't stand for until you get tested, until you get people who are critical and until you get people who try to walk all over you. These people are important. You need to not hate them. You need to just say, holy crap, I finally get to figure out what I actually stand for because someone is against me right now. So we don't know what we stand for until you get people who go against what you think you stand for. And then you actually get to put it in practice in real life because nothing is real. Your words aren't necessarily real until you actually act on them and you become them. And then that becomes who you are. And I think some of those things that you say like, oh, I would never do that or it's never going to happen or I could never forgive that. I could never get past that. Whatever it is, you don't know till you're in it, right? So sometimes it challenges you and teaches you something that you don't even know about yourself that you had blocked off as a possibility. Oh my God. I've, I've done things that I've judged people for like in the past, like in different businesses. And now I'm like, I know why they had to do that now is because for every action, there's a reaction. And sometimes you can be doing something really small and think like, oh, exception here, exception there, except all of a sudden it opens the floodgates and you don't actually even have a business because you don't have a boundary or you don't have a contract. You don't have these things that are there to give you the confidence of knowing you can wake up tomorrow and you're still going to have something there. Mm-hmm. And talking about confidence, like let's stay here because like Rob said, we see you showing up like confidently. You show up just like unapologetically, confidently on your stories, whether you're singing, dancing, doing whatever it is you've got going on. What allows you to show up in such confidence? Thank you for that because I don't feel that way at all, but that's really freaking awesome that I'm coming off that way. So this is, again, something that I give myself freedom over. Like I have learned massive compassion for myself, no matter what. This is really funny. I'm just even going to use this as an example, because I know some people who are perfectionists, like when you said pop quiz, what's the answer? And I didn't get the right answer. Like I don't stay there. It doesn't bother me that I was like, oh, duh, confidence. And I said something else. Like this is just a weird random example. There's a million things like that every day that right away, if I feel anything around it in my solar plexus or or like, I'm like, oh, why didn't I say that? Or what did I do? I'm like, doesn't matter. This was like just you in the moment. And it's important that people see you in the moment. Like I can forgive myself really, really quickly. And that gives me confidence to show up as myself in the next moment. Otherwise we get stuck in our head over the tiniest things. Why did I say that? Why did I do that? Like, I don't allow myself to get stuck there. I'm like, you did the best you could in that moment, moving on. You did the best you could in that moment, moving on. If I feel I need to apologize for it for some reason, if I was rude or something, that's another thing. But there's a million things like this every single day that I will actively move on from fast without like going back, telling myself a story or thinking that I need to go and smooth something over or let it go. Knowing that everything we do, this is going back to what we kind of talked about. Everything we do is also a lesson for someone else. And most of what we say is totally misunderstood anyway. So let it land where it lands and know that you are like karmically taking care of your energy, trying to be the best person that you can. So another thing that I do that I think allows me to be me is I don't have an expectation on myself to be perfect. I know that that's like impossible. And I actually know that it's not what people want. So that frees me up a lot that when people will criticize you for not being a certain way, I know that they're the ones trapped in perfection and everybody else who is like, Oh, that's weird. Or, Oh, wow. I can't believe she's showing up that way. It's like just giving them permission to be more them. So I also know that I'm here to be walking permission. And I think that that's something that we can all decide that we want to be. So whenever we're doing our stories or whenever we're going out and speaking, like it's your job to be walking permission for other people. Like you can actually take that on as a job and hire yourself. Like I want to be walking permission for people. So what does that look like? Oh, that means giving myself permission to absolutely not be perfect and to say how I really feel and how I'm really reacting and how this really made me feel and what I'm doing to get past it. And that's been really huge for me is to know that's the role I want to play in life, not to show up as someone who everything is perfect. 
And I think what you said there too, like people will take what they, you know, need from how you show up, like what you say might resonate differently with one person, somebody else is going to take something else from it. And one thing that's really given me permission to show up, however I'm showing up is I've switched from being like, okay, this is how I have to show up. This is what I have to give this person to like, they get to take what they need from me. They get to receive it in a way that's going to serve them. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's so good. I think one thing too, that's really interesting. There's a lot of compartmentalization that happens for women, right? We, we play so many roles. We're the business women, we're the partners, we're the mothers, we're the friends, we're the daughters. And one thing that I wanted to ask you, because I actually, and I am shocked, Lori, that you do not feel in your heart that you show up confidently and so true and transparent to who you are. I cannot believe that you don't feel that way because I just wanted to just say that honestly, give yourself permission to feel that way because girl, you are, that's one thing that you rock consistently all of the time. So feel that, you know, and, and celebrate that for yourself because all of us women out here who see you showing up that way, you are an inspiration for us. So mm. thank you. Oh, thank you for that. But one thing I, I wanted to ask was your personal brand. You know, you've written a vulnerable book. You show up every day as Lori Harder, but you also run Lori Harder Incorporated or whatever it is. Does your confidence change or does your persona or your the expectations for yourself, do they shift when you show up as Lori Harder, the businesswoman or Lori Harder, Lori Harder or Lori Harder, the wife? How does that look for you when you are the brand and the business and the woman and the partner and the dog mom and, and all of these things? Oh, this is such, this is such a great question. So this also answers a couple other uh, questions as well. So this actually trickles back into the last question that was just asked too. Like, how do you show up confidently? I feel I can show up more confidently online because I know that that's not all of me. If you want to judge parts of it, and I'm putting out pretty pictures on Instagram because that's what I'm resonating with right now is like telling a story and putting up fun pictures and things like that to attract people and tell a story. I don't mind if I get judged for not showing my whole life there or for looking too perfect or whatever that is, which I was recently judged on. And I was like, okay, scroll back three months, whatever. Um, like, I'm okay with that now because I'm realizing I'm only giving them a part of me there. For the people who are really diehards who want to learn more of what I'm what I'm actually caring about or saying, like I know they'll go to the podcast or I know that they'll, you know, dig a little bit further or read the book or something like that. So that's one thing is that I I'm giving myself permission to not have to show up 1000% me in every area. Because to be honest with you, that's not safe to do. Not everyone is trustworthy with your heart. So you have to know that. Like there's authenticity, but then there's deep authenticity that you will absolutely like, yes, that's me. I'm not, I'm not changing anything. I'm just not going to go so deep with you that you can pull my heart out and smash it. Cause I don't trust you, nor do I know you. So it's like when I'm online, I'm like, that's okay. If they say those things, cause they don't actually know me and that's completely fine. So, you know, then you have those deep friends or those circles of women that we got to experience in Costa Rica, where it was like, you know, this is a trusting space. I can go really deep here because I know that this is a safe space to be able to be fully me in this arena. And so that's another thing that's like, okay, so when I'm showing up in my business, yeah, I'm not going to go there in, if I'm having the worst day ever, I'm a leader in my business. So to my people that I show up for, I have to walk through that doorway and put on my leader hat. I need to be authentic and say, I'm having a really rough day, but I'm not going to unload on them. It's not the place to do it. I've compartmentalized and I've been like, uh, for me, when I hear the word compartmentalize, I wish as human beings, we could actually truly understand this because I think it's one of the most powerful things that we can do is yes, you'll be your authentic self, but truly like if we could compartmentalize, that means you get to close the lid of one container and move into another lid of another container, meaning those feelings are contained and safe for another time. So when I'm having a rough day, it's like, yes, I'm going to show up and be a leader and be authentic. Like, Hey guys, going to be honest, having a rough day today. I might share why I may not, depending on if it, you know, is something personal or not, but I'm going to be honest there, but I'm not going to go open up that container and unload on them. 
I will close that container and I will wait until my walk at four o'clock and unload all over my husband <laughs> or whatever. Maybe it's not for Maybe it's, I need a group of friends or maybe it's not ready to be opened yet because it's just going to be a shit storm. Like, I don't know what it is. That's definitely been really powerful for me on being confident and knowing like I'm actually stepping into a character and I, I practice that. I'm going to practice what does my character of a leader look like? Like, who do I want her to be? What would that feel like? How would she show up? Where would she know that it, it, she has a safe space later that if she compartmentalizes it, she's going to go back. She's not going to sweep it under the rug. And notice I'm speaking in the third person as freaking weird as that might be. It's actually a really powerful thing to do so that you can look at it from not like being right in it all the time. It's like, okay, it's really powerful for me to only almost like self-soothe and talk to myself and nurture myself and mother myself. I know that this is something that a lot of people do. Like a lot of times I'll talk to myself as if I were my own mother and I give myself what I need in that time. That really, really helps me be like, okay, Lori, I know that this is going on for you right now, but you can, and that's okay. Like this is so normal, but right now you're going to step into this and we're going to go back to this and you're going to have space to work this all out and, you know, feel better about yourself or what do you need right now to feel safe? Like, it's the weirdest thing, but it works really, really well. And I know a lot of coaches use that. So it gives me confidence to move into each department without feeling really overly vulnerable because being yourself is really vulnerable in the first place. So how do you want to show up? Who do you want to show up as? And that really helps me be confident. Yeah, I love that. And one of my favorite, favorite all-time questions is, what do you need right now? What do you need in this moment? We were talking about this idea of compartmentalization with, I think it was Lynn's during our interview. And, you know, we dove into it a little bit. And she was like, I wish that compartmentalization hadn't gotten such a bad rap. This is such a thing on social media. And I struggle with this. And Jack as my soul warrior helps me through this a lot, but I feel this need to be so transparent and so vulnerable all the time so that people don't look at me through these like false rose colored glasses and think, oh, she's just got everything figured out and her life is perfect. So then what I do a lot of the time is I like demonize my joy or like make my relationship look like on a date day, but don't worry, not every day is date day, you know, or like not every day is perfect. And I also think there's a sadness to that, you know, like we are allowed to just be happy and to express that and to share it and to look one way during a photo shoot and then to look another way on a Sunday morning when we're just lazing on the couch with our husband. And I think this idea of compartmentalization, I love the visual of the container because I know I'm going to practice that a hundred percent because I am allowed to put Robin Savage, me personality away in a container to deal with those big emotions and to move through them in my own time, but I'm still able to show up as a leader and yes, be transparent and be vulnerable, but I don't have to walk everyone through everything that I'm going all of the time. Mm -hmm. Like I shared, I was just kind of in that same struggle of thinking, oh my God, every time I write a post, I, I just need a copy paste paragraph. That's like, my life hasn't always been this way. And I was like, why am I doing that? Why am I worried about those people? Because that is the part of me that wants everyone to like me. And honestly, there's a really beautiful way of making sure that the energies that aren't for you are not going to be in your life. And that is by just showing up how you feel in that moment, not having to give context to every single thing that you do. Because honestly, if someone's going to judge me off of an Instagram post one day that I share of something that's like happy, I absolutely don't want to have to spend the rest of my life explaining to them. So I don't want them in my field anyway. That's fantastic. So I kind of have to start looking at like, okay, who am I explaining to? Am I spending all my time explaining to the wrong people instead of giving my message to the right ones who are ready for it? And I have to ask that to myself a lot because I'm not going to lie. I have spent a lot of my life trying to win over people who are not going to be won over and letting them go. Like I, I was just like sharing this. This is the best analogy for me. Like I have to let go of my prisoners because I'm holding all of these people captive who I want to like me, except I'm 
holding them captive and I have to feed them every day. And I have all of these people who are like, I don't like you. I don't want to be with you, but you're holding me captive. And like letting them go is the most freeing thing in the world because you don't have to feed them every day. Uh, the most effed up thing about that is the people that you're holding captive also are like more give me more, give me more. Like they're just <laughs> leeching to you. They don't want to let go of you either. I've gotten more conscious and way better at this over the last 18 months. But how many people do you follow that you're like, God, she's so annoying or like, God, I hate his account. But you watch every story and every highlight and read every post and you just sit there judge like, people love to leech on to the things they hate. And the, the reason is often because you have something that they want or they're jealous of or they're striving towards. And that practice of letting those people go, like opening up that jail cell and just being like, you know what? And the cool thing about that, Lori, too, is like the people who don't like you in this season may become clients in the next. As they go down their path, as they learn from other people, they will probably come back to you at some point feeling more aligned more in love, more open to receiving all of who you are with an open heart and less judgment because you let them go. You let them go experience other people and learn and travel their own path. Amen, sister. I just have all of these visuals of different people who I'm like, who else can I let go? Who else can, who else can I let go right now? And then when you let them go, you make room for the people who do want to learn from you, who are aligned with your energy, right? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I love that so much. Okay. One final question for you. For the woman who's out there, who's going through her SmackDown, who is, you know, looking at your Instagram and just so inspired by what you're doing and by your confidence and your spunk and personality and your work, and she's so in the midst of her own goo and muck that she just can't figure out how to get started, what is your piece of advice for our listeners who are in their own SmackDown? Oh man. Well, I, I think that if we're doing it right, we're going to be in a SmackDown, you know, every couple of years. So there you go. There's one. So I, I think looking at it and being like, oh, this is a season for me. These seasons always kind of clear away the old, they help you detach from uh, feelings that were super intense around projects or people. They help you just clear everything. So whenever you're feeling weird or whatever that dark, it's because the things that were once light, you need to put the spotlight somewhere else. So I think it's so important to realize that's just the cycle of life. So look at it and be like, okay, I'm in it in a, a lot. You can't rush those, but you also, the more that you focus on the darkness or that you feel like crap, the longer the season will be. So what I will say is thank them. Know that something new is coming because that's just a winter and action cures anxiety action cures literally everything connection and action are my two favorite like things that have cured everything for me so if you don't know what you're good at or what you're interested in just start trying things literally start trying things like one of the things that i used to do that i can look back and be like wow past self you actually had some things when you thought you were a giant loser like you had some things going for you so something that i did in like early phases of figuring my life out was i had had like a little tiny studio gym and i was like okay so i'm not loving training people all of the time anymore and something that I know I want to do is connect with women. So could I just like put up some free workshops and like, I'll be okay if even two people show up or four people show up. So I started experimenting with just connecting with people and trying on what it would feel like if I led something, just anything like lead a meditation, lead a book club, lead a wine night. Like I'm not kidding you, like lead a wine night and have people talk, like try anything like this, go to a workout class, see if people want to work out with you, show up as a leader. Um, so practice showing up as a leader, be like, Hey, want to work out? Okay. I wrote some stuff down that we could do first. Like practice showing up a leader in anything that you're already doing. Even if you have a dinner one night, go around and be like, Hey, I know this might seem weird, but I would love if we all just took a second to answer this question. 
that's hard to be a leader, even in that, because you're pushing, you're pushing people to do things they may not want to do. But what you find is that you're creating connections. You're seeing what you're good at. Like these are just random examples, but pick one and just start getting curious about what it would feel like to be a leader in some arena, to lead something that you would enjoy. And that's been one of the most powerful things for me is I started small like that. And I was like, whoa, this is addicting. Like I really love leading people and I love seeing them expand. And I love seeing how expressed they are. And then they seemed to really enjoy it. So that started opening up, like, how could I do this on a, in a bigger way? What other topics could we start talking about? What's a need in my community where I think people would maybe come to like, just get super curious, but don't get curious and, and just think about it. Like, as you're getting curious, put something in your calendar for two weeks from now. I'm not kidding you. I don't care how much, how little you think, you know, Put something in your calendar right now for two weeks from now, whether it's a coffee date or a dinner or the workout or whatever it is, and just show up. What I love about what I'm hearing here is that you didn't wait until like you had it all figured out. You didn't wait until you were perfect. You didn't wait until you felt like a leader. You just started taking action towards being a leader. No, I knew nothing. And I'm sure people were like, what the hell are you doing? But you know, there were plenty of people who were like, what are you doing? And there were many people who were like, thank God you're doing this because I've been wanting to do this too. And again, it goes back to you giving other people permission. I've been wanting to do this too. You did it and now other people can follow. Totally. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I love that initiating action while you're in the SmackDown because I feel like so many people just get stagnant and they wait 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 for that smackdown to be over until initiating that action. You know, like, oh, I couldn't possibly do anything right now. My marriage is on the rocks. I couldn't possibly do anything right now. I'm in this job that I hate. I couldn't possibly, I couldn't possibly because we're we're waiting for that storm to pass. And just like you've said, Lori, like, we're always constantly in some sort of smackdown and some sort of lesson. And I just feel like that lesson that you just gave people on that tip to like take action now is often the most practical and the easiest way to like shift yourself out of that smackdown to start something new, to open the doors for that magic, that opportunity, those miracles that we were talking about earlier and just to initiate the shift. Hmm. Oh man. I just, you know, I, I think that there's so much out there about meditation and visualization and, and miracles and expect miracles. And, and I expect all of those, except they're never going to come to your door. And as much as you get a, a vision during a meditation, cause that's how it all comes, you have to actually take action to implement. So miracles also require like they're, they're showing up, but they're, they're showing up in areas that you have to put yourself in. They're showing up in the rooms that are uncomfortable for you. Like they're showing up in the places that you don't want to necessarily go because you don't feel confident enough to go to them. So you have to know they're everywhere, but they're usually always planted behind something that feels challenging or uncomfortable because if you're just like, oh, I'm not doing anything new or uncomfortable and nothing's happening, that's your sign. It's never going to happen. So make sure that, yes, you are doing all of the spiritual work, but that you are also, you know, I, I think some of the most spiritual work that you can do is to go to those places often and make them, you know, go to the uncomfortable places, talk to the person you wouldn't normally talk to, because I swear, God, universe, whatever you believe they have got this twisted sense of humor and it's fantastic because it's always like, really, <laughs> this is where it is. You're kidding me. Okay, great. But that's so much fun. Like once you realize how it works, you can start having fun with it. Cause the things show up once you're willing to get uncomfortable, right? Yep. Amen. Oh God. And I just have to share this personal example because forever I was like, I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner. People would run marathons and I'd be like, who in their right minds would ever do that? How could you ever do that? And I would go on runs to stay fit, but I never enjoyed it. And I would get to like 5k and be like, Oh, hit my max and turn back and go home. And I would always get to that like 5k. I got comfortable there. And then I, it started to get uncomfortable and feel long. And mentally I would check out and my body would start to hurt because I never pushed further than 5k. Like, obviously I'm never going to run a marathon if I can't push past that 5k mark, if I can't go to 6k and then 8k and then 11k. And you know what happened when I did? I became a marathon runner. 
<laughs> I did it. I showed up. I trained my body. I just decided, yes, I actually can be whatever I want to be. I just have to actually do it. And you, our listeners, you are designed to do that thing that scares you. You are designed to expand your comfort zone, but you have to make that choice. And you have to, just like Lori has reminded us, take that action and initiate that process and step and just really go for it. So thank you, Lori, for that awesome reminder. Thank you for sharing that. I've had such a similar experience with running. Not, I don't do marathons, but I really, you know, like I'll run six, 10 miles, but I literally have gotten my best messages through running for, for my events, for people I'm supposed to connect with. And I was the person who always said, you can probably even go back to things I've written. And I said, I will only run if someone is chasing me and threatening my life. So (laughs) literally like running has held so many breakthroughs for me that I'm like, of course I put this off for, you know, until I was in my mid thirties and it was like life changing for me. So definitely. So now I never say never. And I really mean that. Like I never say never. Mm-hmm. And we always have that thing that teaches us to never say never, you know? <laughs> yes. So there it is. And guys, I am still that girl who's only running if people are chasing her, but hey, you never who know. knows what's going to come one you day. Never know. Never know. <laughs> who knows? Oh, Laurie, I feel like we could just literally talk forever. We just are so grateful for you being here and sharing all your wisdom and truth and realness with our listeners. We love you so much. And thank you for being here. We cannot wait till our paths cross again. Hopefully there's another goddess house in our near future. And Lori, tell our listeners, where can they find you? And what have you got going on right now? How can they join you? Tell us, tell us everything. You can find me at lauriharder.com or I'm honestly, Instagram is a great spot for me because I'm on stories all the time. So just at Lori Harder. Something exciting I have coming up since you asked, I am collaborating with another woman and it's not coming until fall. It'll be announced um, in a few weeks, but I'm collaborating with another woman to do an actual training. It's like an event training certification, but it's for speakers. It's for leaders. It's for people who want to be authors, run masterminds, run workshops. So really teaching people how to facilitate and gain confidence and craft your message and stand in front of people and feel really, really good about yourself. So it's a week long training and that will be in October and I'm super excited about it. Oh, amazing. Sounds amazing. Yeah. I think our calendar just opened up for October. So (laughs) do you know where that's going to be? It's going to be in Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. Well, we like that place. Yeah. It's a, it's a great spot, especially in October. Cause the weather's like perfect. Lori, I got married in Scottsdale in October. Shut up. That's amazing. Well, there you go. <laughs> Maybe I'll come spend my anniversary with you oh, ladies. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. Okay, Lori, thank you so, so, so much. And we will see you online and in all the places. And I love following your journey. And you and Chris just crack me up in your little fluff of a dog. And I just love you guys. So thank you so much for showing up authentically always. And so much love for you. Thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you guys so much. This was a blast. And hopefully we can connect really soon because truly this was like uh, completely soul filling for me today. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise.